Yesterday, the Mariners officially decided not to give Teoscar Hernandez the qualifying offer. Was that the right decision? We'll discuss and then scour the AL East for potential trade targets for the Mariners coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. This is Tidings and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as their social accounts, is in the description of this episode. So later on in the show, we're going to look at the AL East for potential trade targets for the Mariners, but we're going to start with the biggest piece of news coming out of Seattle yesterday. Oscar Hernandez did not receive the qualifying offer and will not have the burden of the QO as he enters free agency for the first time in his career. Colby, your thoughts? Yeah, um, ultimately the right decision. Uh, this is something that uh, we've gone back and forth on, uh, you know, for the last couple of months. And uh, with you in particular, your thoughts and feelings have kind of rapidly All over the shifted. Place. All based over the place. on what Teoscar did the night before. Um, right. right. So, so yeah, but ultimately I think. What have you done for right. me lately? Sure. I mean, literally lately. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ultimately, though, I think they get this right because I, I understand uh, a lot of people, um, you know, really wanted that draft pick after pretending like prospects didn't matter at the trade deadline. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is a it's a pretty big gamble, especially for a mid-market team. Uh, Teoscar was not good. He was not worth $20 million for you last year. Um, there's really no indication that he was going to be worth $20 million for you this year. And it's a big risk to take if he accepts that qualifying offer. And I think a lot of people are out there assuming like, oh, there's no way he would take it. I think the Seattle Mariners who have talked to Teoscar Hernandez for the last few weeks, who have talked to his reps the last few weeks, I think they probably have a better handle on how, you know, interested a player is on, on possibly taking that qualifying offer because Teo is not going to get $20 million a year on the open market. He's probably going to get more than 20 million total. Like he'll probably yeah. get a you know, three-year deal worth, you know, 50 million bucks or something like that. Um, I wouldn't give them that personally, but, uh, they're probably a team out there, but this idea that you on, on Twitter or, or you in the comments know more, uh, than, you know, people who are literally talking about this very thing with the player, uh, probably not. Uh, so if there was, if, if Teoscar was noncommittal about not taking it, if, uh, he hinted that, you know, he was open to taking it or anything like that, Seattle just didn't want to take that risk. Uh, because right. you can do better than Teoscar Hernandez for $20 million. Right. Uh, I mean, you, you can. Teoscar is a 105 WRC plus guy who's a bad defender in right field. There's like 150 guys who can give you a 105 WRC plus who are available right now. Uh, and most of them are pr are probably better defensively than Teoscar as well. So, uh, And most of them are going to cost less than $20 million. So. Uh, I, I, this is all about resource allocation. We would like to pretend that Jerry DePoto and, and, uh, Justin Hollander have unlimited resources, uh, to build this baseball team. And they probably should, that's a John Stanton issue. Right. Uh, but they don't, 
We know they don't. We know they're not going to. So you still have to be wise and smart with your money. And if you thought that there was a chance that Teoscar Hernandez was just going to take $20 million and have the second or third highest AAV on this roster uh, going into next year, you can't take that risk because you can do more with that money. So to me, I I think it's ultimately the right decision. Would it have been a disaster if they had given it to him? No. And it's also not a guarantee that he would have taken it. Uh, There's no guarantee that he wouldn't have. And there's also no guarantee that he won't resign here still. Like he's just a free agent. There's, he hasn't left yet. Um, although I think he probably should and will. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that this is, I think ultimately the right decision. It's not a, it's not a no brainer. Uh, like I said, if they had done it, I, I can certainly understand why they took that shot, but uh, they decided not to. And, and I think ultimately it was the right decision. Uh, and, yeah. you know, regardless of whatever contract hey, Oscar gets, uh, you can't, you're not going to throw that in my face and be like, see, I told you because he's not getting that contract with a qualifying offer attached to him. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it just, it's, there's a lot of variables here and I have to trust at, at this point that the Mariners know more than I do or more than you do. Who's, you know, tweeting in all caps, uh, about how stupid they are. I have to assume that they know more about what this player's intentions were. If they did give him the qualifying offer, than you do who has no information whatsoever. So right. yeah. ultimately I, I I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but this is what I would have done too. So uh, I don't have a problem with it. And, and you know, if you don't like it because you know, the draft pick, I, I think you're kind of full of it. If you don't like it because you know, you thought Teoscar was a good fit here. I hope I didn't see any see you uh, complaining about strikeouts in, in the comments section all year. So, uh, you know, just some consistency is all I'm looking for. But uh, ultimately, I think they made the right decision. Uh, but I do I do understand some aspects of the people who don't understand. Right. No, I, I I totally get it, and I even you know partly understand the uh, the whole why why should we trust that they do have a good feel for his market when they've openly said over the last couple of markets that they haven't had a good feel for it. But I think it's a little bit different when we're talking about one guy and talking about one guy that's been around you for the last few months. And you've been talking directly with his camp about this. Cause look, these conversations don't just start at the end of the season. These conversations happen over the course of the season as well. And so they've had a very good idea of, you know, what, Teo's intentions are and if there uh is any indication there that he might be willing to actually take the qualifying offer and i think if they received or they they understood that there was a chance that he would take it then this was the best decision because at the end of the day look we need to live in reality john stanton is probably going to restrict terry depoto and, and justin hollander financially this offseason that's just the the reality of things. Whether that's a good or bad thing, it's, it's a bad thing, is a completely separate conversation. But that's just what it is. And so because they, they have to live within the confines and work within the confines of what John Stanton has said, $20 million is a lot of money. Uh, that might take a significant chunk out of what they're able to spend this offseason. And, and the fact of the matter is running it back with Teo, that doesn't that doesn't fix the problem here. You can't just run it back with your 2023 roster. And at that number, that might be the best player you acquire this offseason. And that's just again, just running it back. So look, I I get the frustration. I get the frustration over the draft pick and all that, but to me, it's just not worth it. It it really is it we're talking about a, essentially a glorified third round pick here. 
it's not worth the risk. And again, I don't think that the chances of him taking the qualifying offer were high because the home road splits. If he's looking to just reestablish his market on a one-year deal, he should go do that elsewhere. That's He's probably going to have a better chance of doing that and, and getting back to that 120, 130 WRC plus guy that he was before coming to Seattle elsewhere. Again, I'm not saying that the chances of that are, are relatively high either, but I think they're higher elsewhere than in Seattle, sure. of course. Higher odds if you're in Chicago or Boston right. or Toronto, one of the launching pads. So I don't, I don't think that, uh, you know, uh, that he would have taken it probably in all likelihood, but to act like there was an absolute zero chance that it's a slam dunk that he would not take it and that you basically just burnt a draft pick for no reason is silly. I, I think that insinuation is, is really silly because look, we've seen this over the past with guys coming off of, you know, down years that have had the qualifying offer attached to them that have had to wait a long time, obviously in better markets. And, and again, you know, guys like Taylor are probably going to benefit from the fact that this is a terrible market for hitters. But we've seen in the past, guys have to wait a long time and see their earning potential in both dollars and, and even years decrease because they've had that qualifying offer attached to them. And some guys have had to wait until like spring training or even beyond that to sign with a team because they've had the qualifying offer attached to them. So I don't see team, like I just can't, see teams lining up out of the door given the year that he just came off of and the fact that you know depending on what bracket you fall in as a team you might have to give up a second round pick or a third round pick or a second and a fifth round pick to sign him i just especially with how you know cheap teams are and how risk averse a lot of teams are i just i i have a hard time envisioning that happening and and, and so that's all to say that i think that there was a chance that Teo would get to a point in his market where just, you know, one year, $20 million makes the most sense for him. And while the situation probably isn't the most beneficial for him in terms of re- reestablishing his market, at a certain point, you just got to take the money, right? And just take a chance on yourself and bet on yourself. And so, to again, I, I think it's probably like a, a 5% chance at most that he would have taken the qualifying offer, but it's the non-zero chance. And there's a lot of people out there acting like it was just flat out zero. I just, I don't buy that personally so i think at the end of the day this was the best decision that the mariners could have made uh and the third round pick to me is like it would be cool to have especially for us we like the draft and all that and obviously the bonus pool money that comes with that as well you know allows you to do some creative stuff with the rest of the draft but overall i don't think that's like a huge deal i don't i'm not losing sleep over a glorified third round pick i'm just not so yeah um you know, we'll see if uh, maybe they were negotiating a, an extension before uh, the deadline yesterday. Um, so maybe there is still some interest there in bringing him back. I doubt it. I think they want to go elsewhere. But uh, but who knows? You know, um, maybe they do really like Teo and, and they do want him to be a part of this thing. And I get it. You know, and I get teams that, that will show interest in him that, that might think that he's better than what he was this past year. But there are some very concerning signs of decline in Teo's game right now. And uh, it's pretty hard to ignore. Um, But yeah. All right. So let's talk about the ALE, some potential trade targets there for the Mariners. We'll be going over those in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. 
That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. And yeah, the Mariners might not be playing right now, but the Kraken and Seahawks are. So whether the action is on turf or on the ice, you can bet on it all with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL season. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So we just talked about the Teoscar Hernandez qualifying offer situation. Now we're going to turn our attention to the AL East and continue our trade preview, our division-by-division trade preview. We've done the AL West, done the AL Central. Now we're doing the AL East. We're going to start with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Teo's Teo's former team. So um, anything on the Blue Jays that you are interested in from the Mariners' perspective, Colby? Yes and no. I mean, nothing that seems that realistic. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there is a, uh, you know, a big, like a big deal that could be made uh, where Seattle trades like Logan Gilbert and stuff and the Blue Jays give up Boba Shed or and stuff like obviously it wouldn't just be a straight one for one, uh, but that seems unrealistic. But, you know, they are going to have to pay Bo soon. They're going to have to pay Vladdy soon. And, uh, you know, they just they're not going to have uh, the ability to pay both of them uh, what those guys are going to want. Uh, at least in theory, because they also have Gossman. I mean, they have George Springer, who's, you know, kind of an interesting guy um, if his salary wasn't so high. So uh, not a ton there. Like, I don't think you're getting anybody out of the the Jays pen. Um, you're probably not getting Swanson back. Uh, Adam Simber is kind of interesting. J- but... Jimmy Garcia might be traded. Uh, there's okay. been some rumblings about that. So yeah. maybe I'd be, yeah, I'd be interested. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Adam Simber, but he's probably getting non-tendered, so I don't think you have to go the trade route. Uh, some guys in the bullpen that make some sense, uh, but really in, in terms of like the the big guns, the rotation, and, and the uh, the lineup, not really like the catchers don't make sense. Vlad and, and Bo are going to cost you, you know, Gilbert, and that's just a huge deal. Uh, yeah. They don't have anything at third, and, and their outfield is... I think right now I Dal- Dalton Varsho, yuck. No thanks. Um yeah. so yeah, I just I don't see a ton here um in terms of major league talent. Again, unless, you know, both teams want to go and and pull off the most shocking trade of the offseason and and you know, flip a couple of their their all-star young all-star players. I just don't see anything here. Um aside from maybe a bullpen piece or two and and you know, but I do like the idea of George Springer like if you can get the the money down a little bit. Right. Uh, and get them obviously pretty cheap, but uh, yeah, not a ton here. Yeah, maybe Jimmy Garcia, maybe Santiago Espinal, maybe Kevin Biggio, but mm, there isn't a lot here. Josh Rojas is better than those guys. So the Orioles, the Orioles are in a very interesting position. They just won 100 plus games. They, you know, won their division. They had a disappointing effort in the playoffs, and a big reason for that is the pitching, right? Their rotation needs to be a lot better than it is right now. Uh, and so, you know, putting two and two together here, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, those guys could make sense. But 
I don't know if there's necessarily a perfect fit in terms of a, of a return here from Baltimore. Yeah, because you don't want to trade those guys for for prospects. Um, and that that's really where Baltimore's value is right now. You're not trading either of those guys for one year of Anthony Santander, who you yeah. know does fit Seattle a little bit, although he's he's a bit overrated, but you know, still he would help. Uh Cedric Mullins is coming off of kind of a mediocre year. He's a fun player. He's got two years left. Yeah. Probably still not enough for Wooer Miller. Yeah. Um and make no mistake, Baltimore is going to prioritize pitching. It's their biggest weakness by far. And they're not going to go out on the market and, you know, get in the, in the Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, you know, uh, Aaron Nola. Yeah. Like they're not going to go after the top guys and they're probably not going to have much luck getting like Michael Waka or, or somebody in that middle tier. So uh, yeah. yeah, they're going to have to trade and they're going to want to trade their, their prospects. And while they have some, some good prospects, certainly uh, and some guys who would make sense on paper, for Seattle, you're not trading Miller or Wu for prospects. You want somebody who can definitely help you this year. And, you know, like Jordan Westberg, you're just so confident that that guy's going to help you this year. Yeah. Colton Cowser, Heston Kierstad, Connor Norby. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like those guys. I like those yeah, guys. I, I just, I, I don't know if that makes sense for where the Mariners are currently at. I wish you had another Bryce Miller in the, in the minors right. Right and and i think that's like fair valuation in general just in a vacuum like miller for a couple of those guys miller for you know Kowser and, and norby and you know maybe someone like ramon urias or something like that like that makes sense on paper but for the mariners in general like where they at, where they're at right now i don't know i don't know uh because i just right. I, I think you need more dependability especially when you're trading away from your greatest strength right when you are diminishing your greatest strength which is your rotation you got to do that for something that you can sink your teeth into. And I just, well, Colton Kowser is one of the best prospects in baseball right now. I don't know if he's going to be anything for me in 2024. He wasn't really anything for the Orioles in his cup of coffee in, in 2023. Right. So why do I think that's going to change in 2024? Why do I think that that's going to change for Jordan Westberg in 2024? So again, I like these guys, you know, like if there's a prospect for prospect swap where the Mariners get like Connor Norby or something that, that, that can happen. I'm totally for that. I just, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant right. on it, in terms of trading Miller or Wu for, for any of those guys. Right. If Hancock was a little bit better, maybe, right. but he's just, the, the value doesn't line up. So unless we're talking about like Santander and Kobe Mayo for like Bryce Miller. Right. Value's just really not going to be there. So, um, and that, that's really what you're looking for here. There's not a ton that you're going to trade to Baltimore uh, that, you know, is going to make sense for them if it's not one of your two young pitchers. So, you know, there might be some minor, minor deals here or there, but I just don't see a ton. Uh, you know, I don't, I just don't see that good of a match uh, because again, I don't think Seattle is going to be interested in taking a prospect, you know, headline deal for one of their young arms. Right. Uh, I think they'd rather lose club control and get a better player than just do a club control swap of, of two player of, you know, Miller and somebody who you hope will give you the same value that Miller did last year. Right. probably more so i right. just don't see it so the tampa bay rays uh the mayors already made a trade with them uh as of yesterday but minor league trade uh blake hunt who they trade for blake hunt oh blake, okay blake, blake hunt. Blake. okay yep. yeah blake yep, yep. Uh, blake Glenn hunt or uh <laughs> tatum levens um yeah, so the Rays, though, have some other pieces uh, that are pretty interesting uh, as far as the Mariners sure. are concerned. Um, 
Do they though? If you're if if you're subscribed to the Patreon, Do you know, you, you you might know a little something about our feelings about the Rays and, and potential <laughs> trades. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, look, it it obviously starts with. Radio Rosarena is someone that we've talked about a lot uh, over the last few months. Um, there's no indication that he's actually available, but it would make sense. He's starting to make money. The Rays are obviously very cheap. Um, Mark, Mark Topkin is like the the Brian Devish of beat reporters in, in Tampa. He's um, He said that Harold Ramirez is pretty much like going to get traded this offseason along with a couple of other guys. Seems like Tyler Glass now is going to get traded. I don't think the Mariners would have any interest in that, uh, unless they're trading, you know, Miller or Wu. Maybe, maybe they would be interested in that after that. Um, but yeah, it's really for me. It's it's a Rosarena. It's Ramirez. We've talked about Brandon Lau a bit. Uh, there's some guys in the bullpen. Um, if you're looking to beef up your bullpen, uh, there there's options here. Got to be careful with who you acquire out of that bullpen, but right, right, um, right, right. Yeah, you know some other guy, Isak Paredes, would be a great uh, addition, but doesn't really have the exit velos and, and the hard hit rates that the Mariners tend to value. So there's some question right. about how that power would play. Um, you know, there's some you know minor league or not minor league guys, some like bench guys that could be of interest to Seattle. Taylor Walls, uh, maybe Austin Shinton is a guy who we've yeah. talked about, and we know the Mariners tried to acquire Shinton. Or Teoscar Hernandez at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Harold Ramirez. Yandy Diaz, maybe, but probably not. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, like who's the Bryce Miller equivalent, uh, you know, you might want to look at Josh Lowe. Uh, he's an interesting right. guy. Uh, Luke Rayleigh is certainly a mm-hmm. guy who could fit here. Like there, there's a lot of guys, obviously, uh, in this uh in this lineup and in this on this team. Uh, that make a lot of sense for Seattle and Seattle has some pieces that are certainly going to make sense for Tampa. So these two teams always perpetually good trade partners. That's the case again this winter. So, uh, and these are two front offices that are very willing to get creative. They are willing to move money around. And and so uh, they're willing to, you know, maybe it, it's Harry Ford and Jared Kelnick for Josh Lowe. And, you know, I pick up pitch, Taj Bradley. I don't know. Like there, there are guys that, are going to get talked about and thrown around that we're not even expecting Tampa Bay is far and away the best uh, trade fit for Seattle in this division. And agreed. That's, I mean, literally take anybody on their 26 man roster right now. And I could look at and go like, I could see a way that that would make sense for Seattle. Right. Right. Yeah. And obviously the Mariners have some pieces that the Rays would, uh, you know, in theory be interested in. I I think Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, those guys would be of interest to them for sure. They're trading glass now, especially if they're trading uh, glass now. And, you know, Shane McClanahan's going to miss what all of mm-hmm. 2024. Yep. I believe Jeffrey Springs is going to miss at least half of 2024, half if not of all it, of it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And Drew Rasmussen as well is is supposed yep. to miss at least half of 2024 as well. So they're really banged up in that rotation. Uh, so I would assume that they're going to have quite a bit of interest in, in guys like Miller or Wu. Um, Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. This is a place to look for Logan Gilbert. Yeah. We talk about uh, like, what would it take to get Logan Gilbert? Do any teams even have that type of ammo to come and get Logan Gilbert from you? The Rays do. There's only a couple. Yeah. The Rays are one of them yeah. because they can offer you major league talent yeah, and prospects. And quite a bit uh, of it. You, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another another guy that's likely I... to happen, but Logan Gilbert, this is one of the, like the three teams that I could actually see Gilbert getting traded to this winter. Uh, another guy I would keep an eye on that would go from Seattle to Tampa is a prospect type heat. 
the Rays really wanted Ty Pete uh, in the draft last year, uh, and the Mariners selected him one spot before the Rays. Uh, so, you know, if they do swing a bigger deal where like a Rosa Reina is involved or Harold Ramirez is involved, is involved or Josh Lowe, someone like that, maybe Ty Pete is involved in that deal as well. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, possibilities here with the Rays. Uh, so I definitely keep an eye on them. I, I don't think the Blake Hunt trade is going to be the only trade those two teams make uh, this offseason, but we'll see. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Before we get back into our trade targets here, uh, I saw someone in the comments say uh, they wanted to see the tattoo that I got for when we did their uh, charity event. Uh, I guess some people didn't see it. So here you go. It's here. It's real. I got it. It's real. It's a thing that I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, people through. wouldn't have these questions if you had. If I, I did know, the video. Yeah, a I vlog, know. But, you yeah. Know, yeah. Whatever. Sometimes people promise things and they back out. So uh hopefully we're uh i think we're we're planning on doing another fundraiser sometime this this off season uh so uh i i don't really have any illusions that we'll get fifteen thousand dollars raised again but yeah you guys want to prove me wrong but you won't because you're lazy Uh right right that didn't work last time no it didn't um but again i think that was mostly timing but yeah so hopefully we'll announce something in the next couple weeks Uh, i'm not sure what we have to do uh with you know legal and all that stuff but uh, we do definitely want to do another fundraiser uh the last one was a lot of fun to track and and you guys really stepped up so uh and this time colby's gonna get a tattoo on his face (laughs) i am not agreeing to that he is he will nope yep all right, so the uh, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, this is not a particularly great trade fit for the Mariners. I don't see a lot here that the Mariners would be interested in. For Dugo. Yeah, even then. Eh. I mean, Take like, if he's him. your third best bat, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. But like, at the end of the day, like, take him or leave him. I don't, I don't really yeah, care. I, um, pitching wise, there isn't a whole lot. Like, the, bullpen not really a ton there um yeah just it's not just, a lot the red sox are a team that they're gonna i bet the red sox are gonna be pretty heavy like a lot of people think they're a dark horse for otani i don't think so but i bet that they're gonna be pretty heavy on montgomery on snell on nola uh, i could right. see them being you know pretty interested in like a reese hoskins type like so i think they're gonna spend money uh, yep. this offseason but what's on their roster currently not not good not not great so uh, yeah. we'll see what happens and who might become available like you're not getting tristan casas or like maybe get bobby doll back in like a, a throwaway deal uh get a seattle yeah. guy back home but he's not really a, a mariners type of guy either uh but maybe you know for roster depth um i'll throw i'll throw one name at you okay just because i know that it's going to make you a little upset here I, for sale oh, okay that the human man baby right yeah uh he's got one year left on his deal uh he was okay last year uh but it's for 27 million so yeah i'm good i'm good it's, it's a lot that. so yeah, yeah uh, that, that's pretty much it like i'm just trying to get a name here uh for you guys. yeah Ryan i mean like Frazier, is he still a thing out there yeah he's still a thing i don't he only threw 21 innings this year so i'm gonna i'm going to assume he got hurt yeah, yeah, maybe not i don't know there's just not a time um Actually, he threw 59. Oh, did he get traded? Oh. I think he got traded. I think he got I traded. I remember that. 
Yeah. To be fair, I was so focused on what the Mariners didn't do at the deadline. I didn't really pay attention uh, to what did happen. Right. Uh, two teams. Yeah, he got traded to the Dodgers. Ah, okay. So but yeah, I think he's a free even... agent now. Okay, not even him then. Pretty much Verdugo. Um, yeah. Maybe like Garrett Whitlock or Brennan Bernardino, former Mariner. He had a really good year. Like, I know, relative I know, to like, you know mid mid leverage no. relievers, but yeah, sure. No, I don't see either of those guys. So I think it's pretty yeah. much for Dugo and yeah, maybe don't. Bobby Dahlbeck. Yeah, I don't see a match here. All right, lastly, no. the Yankees, who I also don't really see much of a match here. I know a lot of people are like, Glaber Torres. Uh, I don't know. Uh. Here's some Teoscar Hernandez to Glaber Torres. I, I I also believe uh, Ryan Divish said that there's like some current concerns about his work ethic. I think when he was on with uh, Ben Ranieri. Uh, so sure. I don't know if that necessarily aligns with uh, the Mariners philosophy either. Now, you know, Jesse Winker was here. Take... I mean, <laughs> was Winker a work ethic guy, though? Apparently. Or did he just fall off a cliff? Like, Apparently know. it was a work ethic again, thing that, that rubbed the it, clubhouse the wrong way. Isn't it a lot easier to sell that on a one-year deal? Sure. Um, I just, I don't know if they were going to, you know, even dip their toe into that, into that pool. Um, but we'll see. Uh, that's kind of like the only guy though that I look at and I'm like, that makes some sense at least in terms of you know just pure baseball. I but, like Anthony Rizzo's fit in T-Mobile Park. I like right. his fit in uh in the clubhouse. Uh, he's kind of that established vet who's well respected in the game. Uh, good vibes guy. Right. Uh, so but that contract is is bad and and he was bad last year. Unfortunately played with an undiagnosed concussion for most of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's so which, brutal. I mean, that's that's a different story that we could how do the Yankees yeah. not catch that blah 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 but Yeah. Um yeah, aside from I, I just don't think that that contract is going to lend itself to being a good trade possibility. Uh if Seattle doesn't bring back Tom Murphy, uh Trevino or Ashioka yeah. could make some sense yeah. as a backup catcher. Uh Oswald Peraza or Oswaldo Cabrera, maybe. Mm, maybe. Uh, DJ LeMahieu. I was going to bring him up. Uh, maybe. It's not, probably not. Let me, but let me look up his contract just so I'm I'm sure on that. Yeah, um, it's it's not awful, but it's not you know cheap. Um, yeah, he's he's then. making fifteen a year, but he's he's thirty five. He's declined a bit. Just a one on one WRC plus this year. Um, he can play second. He can, you know, mm-hmm. play a little bit of third, play some first. Like, so it, it makes sense from that perspective. But again, he's 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 older and he's making a good chunk of money. I mean, if you're able to get them to eat some of that money, maybe I'm interested. It's just, I don't know. He's he's due forty five million dollars over the next three years. So, yeah, that feels like a like a Gino for Lemayhu swap and the. Probably just rather bank on. Gino I'd rather just rebounding. have Gino. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, some guys in the bullpen, Tommy Canley, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Clay Holmes, if the Yankees really want to yeah, uh, get some King. prospects. Yeah. Sure. Like there's some, some dudes, but uh, for the most part, it, it's, there's not a ton here. Um, it's the backup catcher. Maybe you get one of the catchers. Uh, Rizzo is a guy I really like. I like the fit really well. I don't like the contract. And so it's, it's probably a no-go there. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe if you want to take a shot on Oswaldo Cabrera, who's flashed at the big leagues level but was terrible this year. So, yeah. 
some some you know role players uh but mm-hmm. nothing i don't see it's just not yeah. a very good division in terms of you know how they line up with seattle baltimore and tampa really carry the the day here yeah it's 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 like tampa's here baltimore's mm-hmm. here and then everyone else is like somewhere down here so yeah i'd say toronto is really only interesting if you're talking like trading logan gilbert or something crazy like that yeah um and then boston and new york I just don't even know what they're going to do this off season. I don't know what their plans are, uh, but those are not very good rosters. Uh, so there's definitely some, some minor pieces you could pick out of that, but nothing that's going to, you know, tip the scales yeah. drastically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in a whole lot uh, from those teams. So yeah, that's pretty much the story here with the alias. It's uh, the Bears are going to make a trade with one of these teams. It's probably the race. Pretty good chance. It's going to be the race. I mean, they've already made a trade with the race, but uh think uh sure if they're going to make another trade with this division uh the rest of the way it's probably with Rays, uh maybe the orioles but again that doesn't make a ton of sense for where the mirrors are at unless you know they're able to get a pretty solid deal on someone like cedric mullins which i just can't envision so yep. we'll see um all right before we get out of here colby do you have a question of the day for the folks down in the comments i mean not really a serious one but you guys sure. seem to like the the uh were they on a break yeah. And if they were on a break, they were broken up, which means Ross didn't cheat. He's still a scumbag, but for different reasons. Anyways. Um, sure. So I guess I'll just follow up with this. Uh, I mentioned that Mariners Twitter needs like a celebrity boxing night or something. So let me just ask you guys this me versus Ty in the ring. Who you taking? Right. We'll go what? Three rounds. Yeah. Three round fight. Who Make you taking? Five. Make five. Sure. Make it 12. Bring it on. Yeah, make it 12. Make it 20. I don't want to bounce around for like, yeah. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-C. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day. And we'll see you next time. Peace.